I am a revolutionary. I am a revolutionary. Yeah, welcome to another edition of Cruising Around the World. This is your host, Andrew Cruz, and today, today, we are talking about the Black Panther Party. Look, I want to say, just going to preface this for a second, make sure people understand that the Black Panther Party was not a terrorist organization, as you will hear throughout this episode. Um, it's just, just in case some people think that, you know, they try to put them on the same lines as the KKK and things like that. It's not even close, not even close. So I would like to say, welcome back where you can find cruising around the world is on Apple podcasts, Spotify, and we're really wherever you can get your podcast needs is where you can find the cruising around the world. So we're going to start off by saying the the origins of the Black Panther Party. Uh, party founders are Huey Newton and Bobby Seale. They met at, uh, in 1961 while they were students at Merritt College in Oakland, California. They both protested the college's pioneer celebration, which honored the pioneers, pioneers who came to California in the 1880s, but omitted the role of African-Americans in settling the American West. So listen, oh, oh, and also they both formed first in this at the school Negro History Fact Group, which called which called on the school to offer classes in black history. This is, you know, things that this is the 1960s, 1961, by the way. Now, how did they form the Black Panther Party? Well, in the wake of um, the assassination of Malcolm X and also the murder by a police officer in San Francisco of Matthew Johnson, who was an unarmed black teen, um, the Black Panther, they decided to create the Black Panther Party for self-defense. Now, the Black Panther Party for self-defense, as everybody probably knows, has got shortened to Black Panthers, to the Black Panther Party. And, um, my bad. So, their main purpose was to stop police brutality by really cop-watching. That's what they call it. That's what it was called. Cop watching. Um, any deserve anything like uh, abuse happening with people with badges um, were were met with force by the Black Panthers, um, by by certain members of the Black Panthers. And that was the start of this party. They were protecting their community from really the people that were supposed to be serving and protecting the same community. So they took it upon themselves to become that. Um, as everybody doesn't know, Huey Newton, if I remember correctly, uh, where was he born? I forgot where he was born. Monroe, Louisiana. Uh, Huey Newton's from Monroe, Louisiana. Uh, they, him and, uh, Bobby Seale, Bobby Seale, if I remember correctly, he was from, I know he's from the South. I want to say it's Georgia. Um, I was looking at both of them today, actually. Uh, Liberty, Texas, actually. Sorry, my bad. Not Georgia. What are you doing, Andrew? So they both were from the South, which you, as, as you guys might know, um, it was very racist back in these days. Uh, but 
they were part of the second great migration to the West after pretty much after their families um experienced World War II. Um, it was part of the great second great migration. Um, they formed this party to protect their own. They were seen as criminals because they were protecting them from the people that were supposed to be enforcing the law against criminals. And really, at this time, were killing um, unarmed, um, really just in treating them with and also tr also beating black people um, and minority groups, as we will see later. Um, they were beating them. They were doing just the worst things that you can think of. They were doing this and calling them the N word and things like that. It, it's just it was a, it was a bad time to be a black. Well, I mean, it's the 1960s. This is um, it, it's just it's sad. So what was cool about the Black Panthers is that they came up with a 10 point program. It wasn't like they were not organized. They were very organized. So I'm going to say, so I'm going to tell you guys the 10 points um, of the, I'm going to say, I'm going to tell you guys the 10 points of the 10 point program that Bobby Seale and, um, and Huey P. Newton came up with. So number one, we want freedom. We want power to determine the destiny of our black community. Number two, we want full employment for our people. Number three, we want to end, we want an end to the robbery by the capitalists of our black and oppressed communities. Four, we want decent housing fit for shelter for human beings. Five, we want education for our people that exposes the true nature of the descendant American society. We want education that teaches us our true history and our role in the present day society. Number six, we all we want all black men to be exempt from military service. Number seven, we want an immediate end to police brutality and murder of black people. Number eight, we want freedom for all black men held in federal, state, uh, county, and city prisons and jails. Number nine, we want all black people, when brought to trial, to be tried in a court by a jury of their peer group or people from black communities as defined by the Constitution of the United States. Number 10, we want land, bread, housing, education, clothing, justice, and peace. Does that sound like a terrorist group to you? Does that sound like people that are really what they want is freedom? They want to be left, really just leave us alone. Stop, stop beating us. We were already beaten for 300 years prior. Why? Why do you continue to do it? So, have any of these things, these 10 programs, these 10, this 10 points, we're still dealing with it today. Today, we're still dealing with it. Think about this. We, number five, we want education for our people that exposes the true nature of this descendant American society. We want education that teaches us our true history and our role in present day society. Guess what? Number five, Black Panthers aren't taught in school. The Black Panther Party is not taught in school. Actually, when I was told about the Black Panther Party, they were seen as terrorists. That's because I went to a school in the South. But it's not being taught. Our black history 
is really just a road bump to the rest of the history in America. It, in most classrooms. I'm not going to say all classrooms. I'm going to say most classrooms, though. I mean, really, black history is only taught in black on Black History Month. It's 28 days, shortest month out of the year. And then they're done. And then it's sprinkled in here and there. But mostly, I, I, like, we don't even learn, like, the black inventors, um, the, well, like I said, the Panthers, Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, uh, Bobby Seale, Huey P. Newton, Fred Hampton. These people are not being talked about in schools at all because they are seen as revolutionaries. And it scares people. So, also, we want to say... There uh, also um, that was what we want now. That was uh, actually that was part of what we want now. Now, what we believe is part of another one. That thing is very long. So we're um, I'm going to just say, let me see. Number one, we believe that black people will not be free until we are until we are able to determine our own destiny. Number two, we believe that the federal government is responsible and obligated to give every man employment or a guaranteed income. We believe that if the white American businessmen will not give full employment, the means of production should be taken from the businessman and placed in the community so that the people of the community can organize and employ all of his people and give a high standard of living. Number three, we believe that the racist government has robbed us and now we are demanding the overdue debt of 40 acres and two and two mules. 40 acres and two mules was promised 100 years ago as redistribution of slave labor and mass murder of black people. We will accept the payment in currency, which will be distributed to many communities. The Germans are now aiding the Jews in Israel for genocide of the Jewish people. The Germans murdered six million Jews. This is after World War II, by the way. The American racist has taken part in the slaughter of over 50 million black people. This is the 1960s. Therefore, we feel that this is a modest demand that we make. Number four, we believe that if the white landlords will not give decent housing to our black community, then the housing and the land should be made into cooperatives so that our community with government aid can build and make a decent housing for its people. Number five, we believe in an educational system that will give our people a knowledge of self. If a man does not have knowledge of himself and his position in society, in the world, then he has little chance to relate to anything else. Number six, we believe that black people should not be forced to fight in the military service to defend a racist government that does not protect us. We will not fight or kill other people of color in the world who, like black people, are being victimized by the white racist government of America. We will protect ourselves from the force and from the force and violence of racist police and racist military by whatever means necessary. Number seven, we believe we can end we can end police brutality in black community in our black community by organizing black self-defense groups that are dedicated to defending our black community from racist police oppression and brutality the second amendment of the constitution of the united states gives us the right to bear arms we therefore believe that all black people should arm themselves for self-defense number eight we believe that all black people should be released from any jails and prisons because they 
have not received a fair and impartial trial. Number nine, we believe that the court should allow the should follow. I'm sorry, should follow the United States Constitution for that black people will receive fair trials. The 14th Amendment of the United of the U.S. Constitution gives a man a right to be uh, tried by his peers. A peer is a person from the similar economic, uh, social, religious, geographical, environmental, historical, and racial background. To do this, the court will be forced to select a jury of a black community from which the black defendant came from came we have oh sorry we have been and are being being tried by all white juries that have no understanding of the average reasoning of the average reasoning man of the black community number 10 when in the course of human history it becomes necessary for one person to dissolve the political bonds which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and nature's God entitled gotten nature's God entitled them a decent respect to the opinions of the mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident in that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by the creator with certain alienatable alienatable rights that that among these are life liberty and the pursuit of happiness that to secure these rights governments are instituted among men deriving their powers from the from the consent of the government that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends it is the right of the people to alter and abolish it and to institute new government laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its power in such a form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence indeed will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient, transient, yeah, causes. And accordingly, all experience hath sue that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to the right themselves by abolishing the forms of which they accuse. But when a long train of abuses and abs- absurd patents might have messed this word up, yeah, pursuing invariably, invariably the same object invases a sufferable than the right themselves than to the right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accused but when a long train of abuse oh, i already did that designed to reduce them absolute disp dispassium it is their right and their duty to throw off such government and provide new guards of their future security Ooh, man that is tough (laughs) so they um so they this was the legacy all right so the 10-point program formed a basis for the black panther party this is what they went by this is their creed this is their you know their rules this is what they felt like needed to happen because in every single point they all make sense think about that man 
Emmett, not Emmett Till. Um, there. I'm gonna remember later. It's gonna mess me up. But the youngest kid that was killed, that was executed, he was he was killed because there was an all white jury. His parents were not allowed to come to the courthouse to even see their son or see their son before they died, before he got electrocuted. A child, a black child was killed. Think about that for a second. This is the rights that we should. The 14th Amendment, like they said, should be tried by their peers. There was no black person on the jury. There was no black person. There was no children that was part of the jury. How are you going to have grown as grown adults make that decision for that child? Saying that that child, which comes out later, never even hurt the little girl that that, that was killed. Never, only said only said like maybe two words to the child and that was it. And later on, they see the girl down the street and she was dead and they blamed him. This was what they were fighting against. An uphill battle. Black people have always been behind in this country, which is sad. Now, two acres and a mule was what was supposed to be given to freed slaves. Back after the Civil War. Two acres and a mule. That was never given. What they were talking about there is reparations. We'll take it in money. We'll take. We'll, we'll get. We want that money then. Or, you know, we still deal with some neighborhoods. Most neighborhoods in, that are based in black communities are deemed ghetto. That's what y'all want. That's what some of you would say. Yeah, man, I grew up in the hood. Not livable. The landlords barely come there. And if they do, it's to evict the people out of there. This is what the Black Panther Party was fighting against. And guess what? They also made actual programs. Which actually are still used today. Just not being told that the Black Panthers created. Remember, you know WIC? WIC for single mothers that have children? The WIC program was created by the Black Panthers. Free breakfast for children and adults that cannot afford food to just get breakfast was created by the Black Panthers. By the way, which is still used to this day. Those that that program still used today. That actually that program has actually evolved to I was working in an after school program. And the kids are given the kids, um, especially out here in Houston, um, and, um, that live in you know low income neighborhoods, who have single parents. They were given dinners by the Houston Food Bank at school. So, how is this a terrorist organization? They provided housing to people. They rebuilt people's houses. They were. They were really doing all the right things. And all of a sudden, the FBI felt like, oh, we need to, we can't have this. Because in 1968, 
Edgar Hoover, J. Edgar Hoover, I'm sorry, J. Edgar Hoover, in 1968, called the Black Panthers one of the greatest threats to the nation to the nation's internal security. You want to know why he said that? Because people like Huey P. Newton, who was put to who was put in jail for killing a cop, but even but that wasn't even right. He did not. He did not kill a cop. Um, hold on. Let me see. Wait. Yeah. 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 One of the okay. So Newton himself was arrested for allegedly killing an uh, Oakland police officer. What is this? What, what's going on here? No. What? No. What? No. He was accused for killing a police officer, which accused probably didn't happen. He was probably put to jail. Um, the party's treasurer, Bobby Hutton was killed while still a teenager during one of these conflicts in 1968. Also. So when I'm going to go, I'm going to keep jumping to present day too. Sorry. y'all. When some of these rights, right leaning people sit here and say that, uh, you know, they're being suppressed on the social medias and stuff. I want y'all to go back and look at all the black leaders and tell me how many of them were not assassinated or put behind jail. I mean, put behind bars for just speaking out, for just trying to unite people together. Let me know, because Huey P. Newton was killed. He was killed. Yeah. U.P. Newton was killed. The leader of the Black Panthers was killed. Shot on the streets. Actually served hard time in jail. Hard time. 17 years. Wait, four. Faced a criminal. Oh, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. My bad. Not 17 years. 15 years. Had sentenced to two to 15 years behind prison. But due to why uh, I became a problem with social media, he was freed in 1970 in appeals court. Okay, so he was accused in 1968 and got out in the seven, then got out in 70, which is great because they fought hard to get him out of there. Fred Hampton, Chicago. Now, I know you guys have heard, have I know some of you have watched the Judas and the Black Messiah. Fred Hampton was the leader of the Black Panther Party. He was the chairman. Oh, let me see. He was the chairman of the Black Panther um of the Black Panthers while Hugh P. Newton was in jail. He was the leader of he was a big voice. You know what's crazy? When he died, he was only twenty one years old. This man had so much to give in such a short time 21 years old fred hampton was when he passed away august 30th 1948 to december 4th 1969 was killed by a bullet by two bullets to the head while he was sleeping with his pregnant with his nine month pregnant fiance in her in the bed him i think it's william clark Mark Clark, sorry, I'm sorry, Mark Clark. Him and Mark Clark on December 4th, 1969 were killed. 
By the way, he's the one that established the free breakfast program and negotiated peace pact among rival gangs in Chicago, by the way. Also, also to put together, Fred Hampton, as a young as a young man, brought together the Rainbow Coalition. All right, let me see. Uh, let me make sure I get this right. The Rainbow Coalition was a multicultural movement founded in April 4th, 1969 in Chicago, Illinois by Fred Hampton. I'm getting this from Wikipedia, by the way. Um, the 10-point program, I got that from uh, History.com. Most of the things I'm getting is from History.com and also where I'm getting like their backgrounds, like uh, the Fred Hampton background, um, Huey P. Newton, and uh, Bobby Seale, who I'll talk about a little bit later. Um, also, Angela Davis. They, I'm getting this from archives.gov slash uh, research slash. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna put them in the description. I'll put all my, all my, uh, everything that I look for in the description so you guys can go look for yourselves and also see, like, all right, these, yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> so, back to what I was saying Rainbow Coalition was a multicultural movement founded April 4th, 1969, in Chicago, Illinois, by Fred Hampton of the Black Panther Party, along with William Preacher Man. Fester, Fester man of the Young Patriots organization and Jose Chacha uh, Jimenez, uh, Jimenez, founder of the Young Lords. It was the first of several 20th century black-led organizations to use the Rainbow Coalition concept. Listen, this was very, 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 very unheard of. The Young Patriots was a... They were mostly white, if I remember correctly. Yeah, they were mostly white. Uh, Young Preachers uh, was a American leftist organization of mostly white Southerners from uptown Chicago. Originated in 1968, active until uh, 1973. The organization was designed to support young white migrants from the Appalachia region who experienced extreme poverty and discrimination. This is a, by the way, if you put the Young Patriots organization and then you put the Black Panthers organization and then you put the Young Lords who were Hispanic. These are three groups that were from poverty-stricken poverty-stricken backgrounds that came together to form the Rainbow Coalition to fight against police brutality, poverty, and it really any any injustice that is due to being behind. If you don't know what the Appalachia kind of is, Appalachia is like um the mountain people from like from West Virginia and stuff like that. Like most of them are poverty stricken. Um, hold on, I want to make sure the Young Lords is is gonna get their love too. So the Young Lords was a Chicago-based group that became a civil and human rights organization. The group aims to fight for neighborhood empowerment and self-determination for puerto ricans latinos and colonized third world people think about that these are three groups that were you know very much that were very much from a poverty background but they worked together to make to make it positive to to fight against you know to fight against you know the bad education and 
uh, police brutality and, and, and just the, the discrimination of everybody that like you, if just in case you all don't understand, don't know, poor whites weren't allowed to, weren't allowed to vote either because they did not own land back in, in the 1800s too. Oh, what? Yeah. Yeah. Poor whites. They actually worked the same lands as slaves. They did get paid very, very minimal. They got paid, but you know, slaves did it for free, but poor whites weren't allowed, weren't allowed to vote. Just like Hispanics weren't allowed to vote. You're not part of this country. I mean, you're not, you're not considered part of this country. They're going to say you can't vote, which is BS. It's ridiculous. You pay taxes, you should be able to vote. And that's where we're at right now. So, um, why, why the Black Panther Party? Why are they, why are, how come they are not talked about? And how did they become the most dangerous group next to Nation of Islam? Um, you know, guys like Malcolm X and Martin Luther King. Why is it Fred Hampton, Hugh P. Newton, Bobby Seale? You know, wh- why aren't they talked about enough in history books? That's because the Black Panther Party didn't last that long, man. It really didn't. It, it only lasted to the 80s until they got disbanded. Now, hold on. Sorry, I'm trying to make sure I got it together. Think about this. You weren't you you weren't around long enough to make uh, they were long how about this? They were they were around longer than the Confederacy. Let's just put it out there. They were long and somehow the Black Panther Party isn't even talked isn't even mentioned until until everybody started watching and so everybody watched Judas and the Black Messiah. They weren't really mainstream media. Hold on, before an ad comes up, I'm going to be very upset about this. But, if you think about this. Yeah, here we go. Now, if you think about this. The Black Panther Party did not just stretch out into America. There were Black Panther parties. I I, I was very, very... This was crazy that it, this was like, I, I was reading this. I was trying to, you know, read out some things about the black man. I was like, man, what's, what's going to be like, I need to learn something new about them. And I, they were from, they were in different countries. It expanded to like, well, hold on. I, I had it somewhere. It's going to make me mad. Um, impact. Okay. There we go. Yeah. Okay, so not only did they have chapters in Oakland, which was an Oakland-based organization to start, it turned into an international thing. Now, uh, there were chapters in 48 states in, the, in North America and support groups in Japan, China, France, England, Germany, Sweden, Mozambique, which is in Africa, oh, South Africa, I guess, um, Zimbabwe, Uruguay, and many other places. Think about that. Why aren't they talked about in school? Why? That, it doesn't make sense. And then there was a, a resurgence in 1998 of the new Black Panther Party 
after a, a murder in Jasper, um, in Jasper, Texas, there was a second surge of the, of the Black Panther Party. Um, they called them, yeah, they called themselves the New Black Panther Party. It's a black nationalist organization founded in Dallas, Texas in 1989. Oh, it was 1989, my fault. Um, members of the original Black Panthers say there's no relation between the New Black Panther Party and the original. Uh, okay, so the party dissolved in 1982. Now, at the height of it, there were over 2,000 members official members that you know there was over two over that many by the way let me go back for a little bit when fred hampton was murdered and i'm sorry when when he was assassinated him and mark clark when they both were assassinated on the same night there were over a hundred there were about a hundred bullets fired do you know how many bullets were answered by black panther members that they can actually say was was answered one. Also, Fred Hampton was. Oh. Also, what's going on here? Okay, cool. Also, Fred Hampton was drugged that night, so he was not going to be waking up from his sleep, and was shot close range twice while the man was asleep by a raid from police and FBI agents. Chicago in a joint effort to stop this man. Does this story sound familiar? Almost familiar? Someone getting shot while they were asleep. Sleeping in their own home. Oh, Brianna Taylor. Oh, snap. It's crazy how history repeats itself, right? It's crazy that we're still dealing with it in 2000, in 2020s. This was 1969. No, I'm sorry. Ooh, I'm about to mess up. I'm about to mess it up. Yes, 1969. Come on, Andrew. This was 1969. We're still dealing with it today. That's over 60 years. Almost 60 years. I'm sorry. This is over 50 years. Do you see why we still march, why we still fight, why we still do this? It's over 60 years ago this happened, and it's still going on today. Our leaders are killed because they have a voice. Our leaders are murdered, assassinated, any way possible. They make sure that we, that our leaders are killed. So I never want to hear that somebody's being suppressed over the internet because... Martin Luther King, Huey P. Newton, Malcolm X. Malcolm X. Most of these leaders, outright leaders, are murdered and assassinated. Now, Bobby Seale is still alive today, actually, which is kind of amazing. I'm very, that's pretty awesome. I, I ain't going to lie to you. Bobby Seale was born uh, October 22nd, 1936. Um, he actually ran for mayor, didn't he? Yeah, he ran for mayor of Oakland in 1973, but even though he lost, he received the second most votes out of nine candidates. What? By the way, oh, b before I, before I, um, before I continue on, uh, Huey P. Newton 
had a doctorate. He was he has a P he had a PhD before he passed away. A PhD? That that was amazing to hear. It was great to hear. I was I was I was very excited to see that part of the story. Like you can tell these were college students that had a had a thought and they put their thought into action. They made a 10-point program. They made a 10 they made their rules. These are the rules. This is what we want. Because if this is how we this is this is this is how we fight back. Being organized. Not anything crazy. We just need to be organized. And when it's organized, that's when you start seeing success. The Black Panther Party had success. There's still programs today being used that have the Black Panther Party fingerprints all over it. That man got a PhD in, at, from the University of San Francisco School of Law. Uh, Huey P. Newton. Right? I'm just making sure. Yes. In uh, social uh, philosophy from the University of California, Santa Cruz, in 1980, Hugh P. Newton, um, even with legal troubles, still got his his PhD, um, which is amazing. He, he, with all the legal troubles he was having, by the way, he, I, I might just do a story. I might just do it, um, do their own story. I just wanted to do the Black Panther Party, and I'll do like you know Fred Hampton and Huey P. Newton and Bobby Seale and Angela Davis. We're, we're going to do things like that, um, and then uh, Bobby Seale uh, one more time. My bad, y'all. Um, Bobby Seale um, ran for mayor of Oakland, lost. Um, he was also arrested. He was repeatedly arrested. Uh, tried on multiple charges. He was defended in part of the Chicago Eight. By the way, Chicago 8, there is a movie out about this. Um, I think it's on Amazon. I think no, no, no. It's on um it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. I need to watch it actually. The Chicago 8 is a big thing. It's a huge, huge court case that happened with Bobby Seale being a part of it and also um the New Haven uh Black Panthers. So the black the New Haven uh that was the Connecticut ones, they were the ones that um were they were also depicted on Judas and the Black Messiah. The, here, there's conflicting stories. Like, there were rules. They, the way people wanted to kind of like, there were some, there, there were some shady businesses going on sometimes too. Apparently, uh, um, allegedly there were some shady things going on, like members being killed for being snitches. I mean, when you when you form this. And this is the, the, sometimes that's the result. If you're a snitch, if you're going to do the deed, if you're going to be a defense, if you're going to fight alongside other people, that's treason. I mean, point blank period is is treason. But you know, I don't condone that. That's probably the only. That's the probably the only stigma I have that I have a problem with is that you know there was potentially some kills that happened due to people snitching, telling the cops where they are, giving out the location, things like that. Understand? You got to understand like anger. It's just I understand. You got to just 
I don't know, man. It's the that that's the only part probably I don't agree with, um, with the movement, with the party. I'm sorry, with the party. Um, also, um, after the, um, Bobby Seale taught in Afro American Studies Department at the Afro American Studies Department at Temple University in Philly. Okay, Bobby Seale. Yeah, Temple baby, Broad Street baby, Temple Owls, Philadelphia baby. Woo-hoo. Sorry, my bad. I'm I'm a Philadelphian by heart. Temple is my favorite college, and Bobby Seale taught Afro Afro American studies. Start taught in the Afro American studies department there. Let's get it. Okay. Also, he moved back to Oakland in 2002 to help young activists bring about social change. He gives lectures at colleges worldwide regarding his involvement with the Black Panther Party and offers advice concerning community organizing and racial justice. Listen, this is the right guy to do it because he started it. Um. Okay, so here's what we're going to... Here's what I'm going to say about um about the Black Panther Party. They brought in, they ushered in a new era of social justice. They fought against police brutality, um, poverty. Um, they, 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 they did everything in their power to help their community. That is forgotten. And that's been lost in the United, that's been lost in the fabric of history. This is why I'm bringing these things up. They were not a terrorist organization. If you want to go back, oh yeah, bomb bad. If you want to go back and read the ten, oh yeah, I'll, I'll just put it. I'll put it in the um in the description so you can read it yourself too, so you can like see where I'm where I'm reading these things off. But um, the ten point program really is a twenty point program, but the ten point, you know, they kind of describe what they wanted and what they believed. So I completely agree with all ten points. I mean, like, Muhammad Ali did not fight in the war because, the, like he said, the Viet Cong ain't never called me, ain't never called me. So, I know a lot of people probably don't agree with them fighting back against police, but somebody's got to. If there were Black Panthers today, George Floyd might be alive. Breonna Taylor might be alive. You have to understand. Oh, any other any other person, Trayvon Martin, um, just really anybody, Flandro Castillo. Um, so I, I, my bad, I'm not going to try to get all the names out, but Sandra Bland. You got to think about that. Like, they were protecting their community. And to me, I agree with almost everything they've done. They did until they were disbanded. The way they are depicted with the leather suits and the berets and stuff and all that craziness, it, that wasn't even like their thing. They, like they, that was, that's actually what I've heard and what I've seen is actually a false is actually kind of false. They were like, they, they, look at Fred Hampton interviews. How many times do you see him wearing a black leather jacket with that that whole pick and and I I hate seeing that depiction because that's not who they were, and that's what people think they were. They think that was the image that they walked around with. No, 
they wanted to save their community. They wanted to fight back. Just like they, if they were around, maybe the Tulsa massacres massacre would have never happened. Maybe Rosewood never happened. Which I will be talking about very, very soon. Uh, those massacres and Black Wall Street and things like that, I'm going to be talking about it very soon. But I feel like kids need to learn about the Black Panther Party. I think they need to understand the Black Panther Party. I think they need to look at even the history around that was going on at the time of the Black Panther Party before and after. They're not taught. Number five was broken. Just them alone, number five was broken of the five point, um, the 10 point program. We should be able to defend ourselves against any injustice inside the courtroom and outside the courtroom. That's what the Black Panthers stood for. And they also improved their community. They had they had history lessons. They were teaching their community, the youth of their community. They were feeding the youth of their community. They were give, putting a roof over their community. They were, fe- they were doing all of that. What terrorist organization would do that? They weren't preaching hate. Because if they were preaching hate, why would they have a rainbow coalition with young patriot organization who was mostly white? Who were actually pretty much all white. There was no hatred between, there wasn't that hatred. They wanted, we just want to be equal. We want to be self-sustaining. We want our, look, listen, you didn't help build the the community. We got to build it ourselves, which is fine. But you ain't letting us build it ourselves. You keep killing the youth. You keep killing the voices. That's the Black Panther Party. That's what they stood for. They were revolutionaries. Not behind a keyboard. They were out marching. They were out talking. They were out on legislators with guns. Making sure that y'all know we here. We are here. We may be oppressed, but we are here. We're standing tall. You might punch us in the face, try to knock us down, but we're getting right back up. That's the Black Panther Party. That's what's not taught in school. That's what's getting lost in history. So I want, um, I want, especially if you have children or if you are a child that's listening to this, Go look it up, man. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put all this. I'm gonna put like uh, all the um, information inside of the descriptions, um, so you can. You know, all you gotta do is copy and paste it onto your Googlers or DuckDuckGo, wherever you want to go to. And I, I want you to research it too, and make sure that you read it and understand. That's how I read and understand things is by, is by watching. Is by reading, by looking at it myself, putting my own hands on it. So, 
I want to say I want to thank everybody for listening. I want, I really hope that this brought some light into the Black Panther Party to make sure people know that they were not what was depicted to most of America. They were pretty much saviors and bodyguards against oppression just like Martin Luther King just like Malcolm X and you know just like all you know I, I know I didn't talk about everyone actually um I know a lot of people talk about Angela Davis um let me see something real quick sorry my bad I was just looking at it too that's the crazy part um hold on so the reason why Angela Davis um comes up hold on there we go angela davis 1974 she's still alive oh snap nice now um most people most people think that she was a panther um but it, it i think she was really close to the group i don't think she was officially a panther um she taught political education classes for the party and supported its militarism Oh, philosophy lecturer at the University of California, Los Angeles. She taught political education classes for party. And yeah, yeah. In the 1960s, she became an advocate for black prisoners, which led her to become involved in the case of three African-American inmates of Soledad um, prison who had been accused of murdering a guard. In particular. Okay. So she later returned to teaching, also wrote a number of books. Um, oh, dang, hold on, she was, hold on, wait, Angel Davis was accused of being complicit in the failed escape and went underground entering the FBI's 10 most wanted fugitive list and became, becoming a cause celebrate for radical left. Hold on, wait, oh, wait, 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 hold on. She was particularly close to one of the prisoners, George Jackson, whose younger brother, Jonathan, attempted to free him. On August 7th, 1970, Jonathan took hostages in the Moran County Courthouse and four deaths resulted, including his own. Davis, oh, she was accused of trying to lead the escape of one of the accused. Wow. But she, like, I know a lot of people, I, I will probably have something on her too. This She's actually a very huge figure in the 1960s and 70s, especially her being closely associated with the group. Um... This is like what's crazy is, is that we are not telling our own story. We are having other people tell our, our story. She was telling our story. She was she actually after being on the most wanted list, the FBI's most wanted list. She returned to teaching. She was acquitted. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some eight weeks later, Davis was captured, though she was ultimately acquitted of all the charges. She later returned to teaching and also wrote a number of books. Woo! Man. So, I know a lot of people heard her name before. That's why I want to make sure. And also, man, like, look at their pictures, yo. I know they had, uh, she had an afro. A lot of, a lot of them had afros. It was the 60s and 70s. That was just the look in, the, in those years. But where's the black, where, where, where's all that black, uh, the, the black leather stuff and everything? Like, that's not what they were. So 
I want to just make sure everybody understood that, and and um, I want to do like their own biographies, like uh, Huey P. Newton and Bobby Seale. Like I said, all their own biographies, um, on here too. I just wanted to bring light to the Black Panther Party. So, with that, I want to say I want to thank you guys so much for listening. I really hope you got something out of this. I hope this is something. I hope it's. I'm going to continue to do this. I'm going to make sure that you know you get new information. And uh, if I ever get any more information, I will redo, I'll not redo it, but I'll come back to the subject, um, especially this party. This is like, it, like I said, this isn't talked about enough it, 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 and enough meaning at all in, in schools. I didn't even learn this. in co- I didn't even talk about the Panthers in college, you know, so I want to say thank you guys so much for listening. I know it's like a controversial subject. They, they, they kind of, yeah, whatever. It's not. It really isn't. But I want to say I want to thank you guys so much for listening to the uh, cruising around the world. I really hope you guys enjoyed this. I really hope you got something out of this. I really hope that you go and research it yourself and see, you know, what what they were all about. I know I said a lot tonight, but, you know, just just in case, just in case I didn't get enough for you. Just in case you want to get a little taste, a little taste. Um, But I'm going to definitely put things up so you guys can see it. Um. I might do, uh, I should have a cruising, uh, podcast episode tomorrow. Um, just a regular cruising podcast. And then we're going to try to get some more history, um, cruising around the world, uh, going, coming in and out. You know, I'm going to try to stagnate both. So with that, I want to say thank you guys so much for listening. I want to thank Huey P. Newton, Bobby Seal, Fred Hampton, Angela Davis, Mark Clark, Bobby Hutton, all you guys, everybody that was a part of the Black Panther Party, thank you. You guys did something amazing by bringing people together. Everybody that was a part of the the Rainbow Coalition, just, it was beautiful. It's beautiful, you know, and what you did for the communities should be a blueprint of what we should be doing for the communities now. That should be the blueprint. You guys gave us the blueprints. We just need to we just need to put it to action. So I want to say thank you guys so much for you know giving us this. And I want to make sure that you guys get your get your well-deserved flowers, your roses, because you deserve it. So with that, I want to say thank you guys so much for listening. Um that is this is cruising around the world. And I'll catch you guys a little bit later where you can find cruising around the world. Is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere you can find podcasts. And this is where you can find the cruising around the world. So with that, I want to say thank you guys so much. Love you guys. Don't do anything I want to do. And I'll catch you guys later. Deuces.